Welcome to The Lawyerist Podcast, a series of discussions with entrepreneurs and innovators about building a successful law practice in today's challenging and constantly changing legal market. Lawyerist supports attorneys building client-centered and future-oriented small law firms through community, content, and coaching, both online and through The Lawyerist Lab. And now, from the team that brought you the Small Firm Roadmap and your podcast hosts. Hi, I'm Jennifer Wiggum. And I'm Stephanie Everett. And this is episode 397 of the Lawyers Podcast, part of the Legal Talk Network. Today, I'm speaking with Matt Sullivan about what roles professional managers can play in your firm. Today's podcast is brought to you by Albatross, Postali, and Posh Virtual Receptionists. We would not be able to do this show without their support. Stay tuned. We will tell you a little bit more about them later on. Jennifer, we have some exciting news here in the lawyerist world. I'm going to pretend I don't know just for the, the moment. What exciting news do we have? <laughs> so we have relaunched our website and it's completely redesigned with all new content and features and tools that can help you run your practice better. Yeah. And it looks amazing. It's beautiful. That is a beautiful website. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. It was a lot of work. I'm not going to lie. Yes. Our team has been working behind the scenes for a long time. Our site is sort of a big monstrosity of a thing, but it's big because it's packed with so much useful information. Let's be honest. Yeah. And we have new content. So we had, you know, all those resources pages that people really loved, but now we have some new content for everybody too. Some updated content. We've done a lot of work there too. Yeah. So if you haven't been to the site in a while, for sure, check it out. It's pretty easy. Lawyerist.com. On the site, you'll find new sections around our healthy firm model, what we think it takes to have a healthy firm, some tips for how you can start get started to building a healthy firm. You're also going to find a ton of guides. We have the complete guide to law firm finances, the complete guide to law firm pricing, the complete guide to hiring and managing your team and so much more. So you'll definitely want to check out that section. For all you podcast fans, you'll find pages for every episode with transcripts for at least the most recent ones. I'm not going to say every episode has a transcript right now, but you'll have find transcripts for a lot of the shows, show notes, links for things that you hear on the show. So that will be really easy as you hear things on the show that you want and you want to learn more about, you can head there. What else? Oh, one kind of fun fact about it is that some of the photos that look like stock photos are real people, which is really <laughs> exciting for us because yes. we really, and they, we will continue to do that. But, you know, for example, you'll see Stephanie on there. You'll see some of our lobsters pictures on there. That was fun for us because we always wanted it to be genuine and not necessarily all just pulled from a yes. you know, happy person typing. I suppose stock people are real people, but these are actually are real people. These are actually our people that we know and love and like that are on the site. That's and then true. of course, you'll still find all of our product pages. So if you're looking to buy new technology or hire a new service, you can go onto our site, you can read reviews, you can see demo videos, just so much information. Whenever I talk about the website to people who don't know, it really was designed and I think is a place like if you own your own law firm, it is the place to go to find out not just like how to run your firm, but then when you're ready, how to buy the services and tools that you need to run your firm. So yeah, 
we're really proud of it. We'd love for you to check it out. Tell us what you think. Share it with your friends. There's news articles on there. They get updated every week. So there's good reason for you to come back and visit it and check it out. And if you haven't subscribed to our weekly email newsletter, you can do that right from the homepage. We make it super easy. So if you haven't been in a while, go check it out. And I don't know, tell me what you think. And if you want to congratulate the team on a job well done, they'd love to hear that too, because they really did work hard. Oh, they worked so hard. Yeah. And we're just, we're super proud of it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next, Stephanie will be talking with Matt Sullivan. Hi, my name is Matthew Sullivan, and I am the Executive Director of Finance and Operations at Sullivan Law and Associates, and I am also a founder of Unravel Legal. Welcome to the show, Matthew. I'm excited to talk to you today because we're going to dig into really what you just said, the fact that you're the Executive Director of a law firm, which might be a new term for some to even hear. Yeah, it's a what I've found to be a pretty unique role within law firms and especially smaller law firms. They get to handle the, the business end of our firm and its uh, operations and finance. Yeah. So before we kind of dig too far into that, tell us about your firm. Like how big is it? How many people? So we are a family law firm in Orange County, California. And we only practice family law. We have seven attorneys. We have about 18 staff in all. We only handle certain types of family law matters. And that's our practice, family law through and through. And you went to law school. I did. Yes, I uh, graduated back in 2012. Okay. But you've decided to take a different path and you are actually not practicing law in day-to-day in your role now. You're really just running the business of the firm. Is that fair? Yes. Yeah, I get to handle all of the business end of, of the firm. And that started in marketing and then it was a firm administrator. And then it was the big leap to handling the the money side of things on top of handling the the operations as well. Yeah. And so I wonder if you could kind of give us a little flavor of what you do day to day. So sometimes we say these words, you know, like you're the executive director of finance and operations, but I think it'd be helpful if you broke it down and like really tell us what that looks like and what you do. (laughs) So day to day can run a gamut. I handle everything from marketing to HR to finance, you know, finance is, is the bulk of what I do and running a business, a sound business and making sure our business plan is, is going according to plan. We have many metrics and, and data that we rely on for, for the finance end. Like yesterday, I had a couple interviews and I'll be sending out offer letters today. I have to deal with hiring and firing, marketing plans, uh, dealing with our vendors as far as how those marketing plans are going. And then from from operations with staffing and software. So it can be a lot of things all at once, but I like to try and focus on just a handful of things each day to be as productive as possible. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so you said I'm going to drill down even more. So sorry for the, you know, but I do think people have questions around this. So you said a lot of what you do is in the finance piece And I think that a lot of law firms probably have a bookkeeper and maybe the bookkeeper's helping them with day-to-day, you know, coding of where should things go? Is this a marketing expense or is this a team expense? And maybe I think we struggle to see 
what kind of financial support would we need beyond that? And so I'm curious, like when you put that finance hat on, what types of things are you doing for the business? Well, there are a couple of different roles, at least within our firm. So we do have a staff accountant that handles all of the bookkeeping and, you know, putting things where, where they need as categorizing them. But I also work with our bookkeeper and trying to build a holistic plan for our firm. And we do that annually. So she and I, we, we make a plan and we make that plan based off of primarily margins. We like to know where it is that we are profitable, not only holistically, as far as, you know, after we pay everyone, including our owner, we then pitch that plan to our founding partner. And he then approves or you know, denies that plan, or we will tweak that plan. That will be everything from, from revenue to cost. I like to break out our costs, both direct and indirect costs. Direct costs being, what is it that we're making on each individual employee with the hours that, that we want them to bill? And then we look at indirect costs, which are everything from paying your administrative staff and all of your other operational expenses. But that plan actually starts with, I ask our founding partner, what is it that you want to make this year? And we build our plan around what it is that he wants to make. And we reverse engineer that to see if that's a plan that we can actually achieve. And if there's any tweaks that we need to make to our rates, our billable hours, our collection rates. So all of those things kind of are part and parcel to that whole business plan, which we then revisit at least monthly, but we also do quarterly intensives through lawyerists to make sure our plans do in fact work. And if anything needs to change, because as, as we all know, plans don't always go according to plan, we will tweak those and we'll, we'll change things because you know we're, we're trying to achieve a certain outcome. Yeah. No, I, I think that's helpful. I think it's helpful to hear sort of the detail and some of the day-to-day. I'm curious too, we talked about how many team members you guys have and I know your role has changed and evolved. And I know one of the things we're going to talk about is, is your vision for why law firms need, you know, someone sitting in this operational seat and finance seat and the business side of things. Do you have a sense or thoughts around at what point your firm really needed someone in your role full time? And was that based on the number of team members you had or a revenue? Like when did you guys make this decision about like, this is what we need for our business? Well, with this particular firm that I'm with, we decided to make a leap from another firm. And the firm that we were a part of was a much bigger firm. It was an international firm. We had 20 plus attorneys. We had offices everywhere. And it was, there was a managing partner who was making a lot of those decisions who would then report back in partner meetings about what's going on you know, financially or otherwise. When we made this leap to this firm, we then just decided, because our founding partner didn't really want to handle the, the finance or the operations, that I would be someone fit for this role as you know, I had some background and, and expertise in that. So it was, you know, both out of necessity and out of a plan on, on what our founding partner wanted to do and what he didn't want to do and what my skill set, you know, then offered. And that's kind of how that developed. Got it. I mean, I think that's really intentional because I think a lot of people listening might think, well, I'm not big enough 
to justify someone to just run my operations and finance and marketing piece. Like I don't need that yet. But what I hear you saying is like, you guys were very intentional in saying, it's important that we have this role filled for our business. We're going to do it. And the growth and all the other pieces will come. Is that fair? Yes. Lawyers are notoriously bad for not running good businesses. Unfortunately, when we went to law school, no one taught us how to run a business. That was kind of left by chance. Hey, learn how to think like a lawyer, learn the law. If you're going to go start your own business, good luck. I hope it works out for you. And people are in other areas and walks of life that have been trained to operate and run businesses. And you know, some lawyers may be interested in doing that and running that themselves. Others just are not and are not good at it either. And it would behoove a lot of those people who either aren't good at it or are not interested in it to have somebody in that seat to build a business plan for you, to audit that business plan for you, and to make sure your business is running successfully. Because if you don't have all functions of your business as a law firm firing and firing well, you're not going to have a successful business. At the end of the day, you need to have good marketing. You need to have a good business plan. You need to be a good attorney as well. If you just have your firm with the world's best attorneys, but no marketing plan and no business plan, it's going to be hard to be as successful as you want to be. So somebody in that seat would be, in my opinion, a very good investment, not only for you, lawyer, founder, partner, it will probably increase your bottom line and it probably will increase your bottom line very quickly. Yeah, for sure. And so maybe this is a good point to shift part of the conversation that you're doing some of this work really on the advocacy side and education side in in your work with the ALA to really promote and educate lawyers about what these business roles look like and how to get someone ready for them. So I guess, let me just take a step back and maybe some people might not know. So what is the ALA and and what are you guys doing? The ALA is the Association of Legal Administrators. What it is, it's it's a community that administrators can go to better themselves, try and further their careers through some sort of education and and further understanding. And the ALA does a great job of trying to further careers of legal administrators. Yeah. And so I love this and would promote it. I have been a member myself. I've also spoken at a bunch of their conferences and it's a great group with a ton of resources. And so I think it's open. Like if you are a firm owner and you have a, well, let me ask you, is there a a level or a position that you have to have in order to be eligible for membership? No, my my understanding is administrators of, of all walks. And I know that some managing partners and attorneys are also part of the this association because of their content and their exposure to, to different avenues of, of information and knowledge. It really is like a melting pot of, of the legal industry and meeting in one place and trying to merge both administrators and, and attorneys so that there can be a better understanding of, of what each does and how one can help the other as well. Absolutely. Let's take a quick break. We'll hear from our sponsors. When we come back, I want to dive into a little bit more about some of the work that ALA is doing and how it can help our law firms. The Lawyerist Podcast is brought to you by Posh Virtual Receptionists. 
As an attorney, do you ever wish you could clone yourself? You could take a call while you're in court, capture a lead during a meeting, or schedule an appointment with a client while you're elbow deep in an important case? Since you can't be in two places at once, let Posh answer. Posh is a team of professional, U.S.-based live virtual receptionists who are available 24-7, 365, to answer and transfer your calls so you never miss an opportunity. With Posh handling your calls, you can devote more time to billable hours and building your law firm. The Posh app puts you in total control of when your Posh receptionist steps in. So if you can't answer, Posh can. And if you've got it, Posh is always just a tap away. With Posh, you can save as much as 40% off your current service provider's rates. Even better, Posh is extending a special offer to Lawyerist listeners. Visit posh.com forward slash Lawyerist to learn more and start your free trial of Posh Live Virtual Receptionist Service. That's posh.com forward slash Lawyerist. And by Albatross Legal Workspaces. When running any business, including a law practice, there are critically important operations that are often overlooked and ignored by lawyers. Top on that list is data security, ransomware protection, data leaks, and data backups. Those tasks can seem unimportant and time-consuming or an added cost. And even with IT teams involved, they're often misconfigured and mismanaged. Albatross Legal Workspaces is an excellent solution for law firms to streamline those types of operations. Albatross Legal Workspaces was built to be the all-in-one office for law firms. It stores all your applications, files, desktops, and servers in your own private cloud that is accessible from anywhere. No need for expensive desktop or server upgrades or unresponsive IT companies coming to the office. And the mundane yet critical security and backup operations are seamlessly integrated, hassle-free. The service also includes 24-7 IT help desk. Albatross Legal Workspaces covers you from A to Z. To learn more and receive one month of free service, please visit albatross.cloud forward slash lawyerist. That's A-L-B-A-T-R-O-S-S dot cloud forward slash lawyerist. And by Postali. Finding a marketing partner for your firm can be challenging. Are you getting sound advice? Is your marketing agency always working in your best interest? You shouldn't have to worry about these things. At Postali, they believe marketing companies should adopt the same duty to their clients that is required of the legal profession. For this reason, they require that all team members sign a fiduciary oath to act in good faith and put clients' best interests ahead of their own. They service with care, candor, and loyalty. Postali is a full-service digital marketing agency exclusively for lawyers. To learn more about how they're different, visit postali.com forward slash lawyerist. That's P-O-S-T-A-L-I dot com forward slash lawyerist. So we're back. Matthew, we were talking about the Association of Legal Administrators, which is a great resource for, for administrators to go and kind of find their people and find resources that can help them as they're thinking about running their firms. And I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about the work you're doing to sort of define these roles for what it means to be a legal manager or firm administrator. Like we, I think maybe part of the, maybe what's a little bit holding us back is we have all these words for positions and nobody really knows what they mean and what they do. And like, what's the difference between a firm administrator and an office manager? And maybe the reality is there's no difference, but maybe you're going to tell me I'm thinking about it wrong. But, you know, we use these words and I think we confuse people. 
Yeah, there, there are many roles of being a legal administrator. You know, there's everything from you know, file clerks to legal secretaries to office managers. And then, you know, there's people like me that are handling finance and, and operations and everything in between what I just described as well. I, I think it's you know, more fit for a particular firm in whatever role you want somebody to fill as, as a legal administrator. But what the ALA does offer, just all administrators across the board, there is a program and it is their certificate of legal managers where you can go through the ALA and you cover, I think it's between 18 to 20 topics. And at the end of this pretty long and arduous process of being certified as a legal manager, you can walk out of the program with their certificate that you can you know, show to your, your current employer, future employer saying, I know the essentials of being a legal manager. And this is a program that that the ALA has offered for, for a number of years, and it's been a very successful program for them. That's awesome and helpful because as, as I think about it, I think a lot of times you may be a lawyer that knows you could use some help and has an idea about what roles this person could fill, but it's it's a little intimidating. It's like hiring for a role that I don't know how to do. So my example would be like, if I wanted to hire a full-time developer to come do some code for me, honestly, I have no idea what that would look like. Like I would need to do some research because I don't speak code language. And I might be like, well, how do I know I'm getting the right person? And how do I know they're going to have the right skill sets to do the job I need? Because I don't speak that language. And I suspect that maybe some lawyers find that to be true when it comes to this part of their, you know, building out their team is that that maybe it's a little intimidating because they might not be sure what to look for, what skill set they have or how they're going to manage them. So I'm curious, since you're sitting in that role, you know, what advice would you give to those lawyers as they are thinking about that process? To me, if if I were sitting in their seat, as I am many times at hiring people for many different roles, you really have to think about what it is that you need because each each firm has its own independent need on, on how they operate. What's great about the CLM through the ALA, so that certified legal manager through the Association of Legal Administrators is, it kind of gives you a baseline to, to work off of. Does this person just have competency in these areas and they've been trained and, and educated there? It gives you a, a greater peace of mind, much like when you're hiring an attorney you can see you know, where it is that they went to law school, that they passed the bar, and maybe they give you some writing samples as well to know, you know how it is that they write. And you can see how they speak through the course of, of the interview as well. So this is you know, kind of akin to that where you do have a baseline to go off of and, and know that they do have some understanding and some training on whatever position it is that you need them to fill. Yeah, I think that's great because I could see that as our profession continues to mature as business entities, this is going to be a role that's just sought after more and more. I mean, I think right now you probably feel like there's not a ton of executive directors of finance and operations, you know, in smaller firms, but I can only imagine that this is just going to increase over time. And so I think it's really helpful that you, people like you and the ALA are really kind of getting smart and thinking through and educating lawyers on these roles that they exist. Because I think sometimes people are like, I don't even know where to start. And ALA is a great place to start. Like, I think you guys even have a job posting board. 
Yeah, I, that is a great place to go try and seek out administrators would be through the ALA. Uh, you can also just post on normal job boards. But yeah, my, my thought is that administrators are going to be a very important function of where the legal industry is, is going. I sit on, on a committee that advises our board through the ALA. It's called the Professional Development Advisory Committee. And through our first handful of meetings, we get to talking about where's the professional development going for administrators. And it was our challenge to the board to kind of think through what what administrators might be doing and what they might be going through down the line here in, in the next number of years. It's my estimation personally that we are going to see these administrators start graduating towards a C-suite in the legal industry. And that is something that the ALA is going to try and take on in, in at least some capacity on getting people from a certified legal manager and getting some training and, and education that might encompass getting them to that C-suite where it's really happening in big law now, those AM law firms where you know, they are starting to hire executives. And I think we'll see a trickle down of that happening to the more medium-sized firms. And I think it would behoove the smaller and solo firms to, to at the very least start thinking about having a quote-unquote executive within your firm to handle executive functions and help your business run more professionally and you know, hopefully increase your, your bottom line as well. But that's where we are preparing to go because that's where these trends are taking us. It seems as though the time might be ripe for this to kind of all come together as far as a legal industry beginning to shift more towards the norms of conventional business and business practices and less towards the old guard, which is partners and managing partners handling the, the finance and operations as they traditionally have and getting a more well-versed individual or individuals in these executive functions where perhaps they are reporting to those partners as you know the partners acting more like a, a board of directors and perhaps there's CEOs and CFOs and COOs making recommendations to how their business can and should be run. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And I would say to the small firm owners listening, a couple of things. One, I think traditionally what what we've seen in smaller firms and mid-sized firms is you take that paralegal, that person who just gets stuff done in your office and you sort of just start putting these tasks on them. Oh, you're really good at getting things done. So they become like your marketing person and eventually they become your administrator. And that could be great if that's the path that they want. But I think what you're talking about is really identifying business professionals who are trained in these areas and who can come in and really add to the leadership team and help you run your business. Not a knock against any of those paralegals who've been thrown into all the things because those people do amazing work. But I think we're trying to just change the conversation a little bit or make sure they could go to ALA and get all the training they need so that you really have those thoughtful conversations happening at the executive level of your business. Yeah. And and with small and solo firms, which is primarily, you know, this audience that's listening to this, if someone is in that executive role, because of the size of the firm, you're able to be much more nimble. Mm -hmm. uh, you can act more quickly. There's less red tape. 
And you can really make changes in a very rapid pace and, and manner that can really change your, your business as a whole in ways that you may not have seen before just because that person that is now sitting in that seat and the size of your firm, pivots can be made very quickly. And, and I think pivots are, are going to be something that are going to be needed here, not only in the short term with you know, what's happening with the economy, but also the long term as the industry seems to be shifting. And, and that shift is happening on, on so many different levels, not only post-COVID with technology and, and how the courts are now operating, the firms are operating differently now. And then also what's going on with these sandboxes in different states in, in Arizona, and I believe Utah as well, with non-lawyers becoming yeah. owners within businesses. I think there is extra stake involved where it might be smart for these business professionals to enter this, this arena where there are successful legal businesses being run. and there's some equity in state now. Absolutely. And not to hide the ball, like lawyers is a big fan of this. And as you mentioned, you're part of our lab community. And I think that, you know, maybe this is an opportunity to share because we always talk about lab as for the managing partner, for those partners and business owners, which it surely is. But we have the ability for that firm administrator, or if it's more of a CEO or COO role to also join our lab community. And you guys are doing amazing work. I know you participate in our new integrator group where you guys get to meet monthly with other people who are sitting in positions similar to yours in your firms and talk through issues and think about because how you're approaching the business. And I love coming to that group because it's really interesting conversations are happening. And I see this more as the future. So I love that we're able to support you and the community of other people doing this very important work. Yeah, Lab has been great for me in that through lawyers, you can tackle so many different things. I needed to work on things from foundations, primarily getting you know visions out there, HR, marketing, Finance is, is my go-to, so I didn't need a whole lot of that. But what Lawyers has, has offered me is just somewhere to go with all of the issues that you, you come across day-to-day. -day. You know, for me, I get to meet with Sarah, who was one of the coaches at Lawyers, and we meet twice a month for 25 minutes. And the portal that you guys have created has been game-changing for us as, as lapsters, where we now have a place to go to, to input all of our troubles, our issues, and it's it's a very quick and efficient place to go to put those things down and then discuss those issues and really hash them out, talk them through and, and gain knowledge and perspective that I wouldn't have gotten on my own. And I really think that's the benefit of getting, you know, coaching or, or consulting is having those other other perspectives that you wouldn't have gotten otherwise. Yeah. Well we love having you in the community. You add so much and as one of our administrators or, you know, if that's the right global term, one of the business executives for your business, you bring a different flavor to those conversations that we're having, which we love. And so I'm, I'm so thankful that you were able to come on and give us a glimpse of your day to day, because I know more lawyers in our community who are listening to this show 
are wondering, they're thinking like, how could I add someone like that to my team? So I know that this is helpful just sometimes to hear from the person, like this is what I do and this is what it looks like. So thanks for being with us today. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for, for having me on and, and happy to you know share thoughts on not only what it is that I do or what administrators do across the board to help firms, as many attorneys would say, hey, those type of people make my firm run, they make it go. I would just like to point out that there are different levels of, of administrators and, and depending on what it is that, that you need, there's somebody out there that can help you and it can be as sophisticated as a function as a CEO or a COO or a CFO for your firm. And you know, don't let size dictate what it is that you think you need. You know, think about what it is that your skill sets are and think about the things that you don't want to do and that, that you do want to do and find somebody with strengths that could help you get to the next level. And also don't think about it in, in terms of you know, people in, in my industry are not doing this, but this is happening and it's going to happen at a more rapid pace. And you're going to be well ahead of the curve the more that you are thinking about having uh, administrators or, or executives within your firm to help you be more successful. And that's what they're there for. They're, they're there to help you, the business owner, be more successful and leverage you in your position and hopefully have you help more people from the legal end and grow your practice if that's what it is that you want to do. But if you're thinking about or you know, you're, you're contemplating, hey, I, I may need somebody in this role, reach out to either somebody at, at Lawyerist. That's a great place to go to see if it is that you do need that help. Reach out to the ALA if, if you're going to you know, be hiring somebody as well. You know, you could post all sorts of job opportunities on, on job boards, not only through the ALA, but you know, indeed or or any other platform. I think it will be a very worthwhile investment for you to get somebody in the door should you need that type of help that will help your business run in a way that that'll help your bottom line and hopefully help you get paid more and make your business more successful. Absolutely. I couldn't have said it better myself. We'll put all those links to all that and how to get in touch with Matthew in case you want to learn more and talk to him in the show notes. Matthew, thank you so much for being on the show today. It was, it's been awesome. Thank you, Stephanie. The Lawyerist Podcast is edited by Brittany Felix. Are you ready to implement the ideas we discuss here into your practice? Wondering what to do next? Here are your first two steps. First, if you haven't read the Small Firm Roadmap yet, grab the first chapter for free at lawyerist.com forward slash book. Looking for help beyond the book? Let's chat about whether our coaching communities are right for you. Head to lawyerist.com forward slash community forward slash lab to schedule a 10 minute call with our team to learn more. The views expressed by the participants are their own and are not endorsed by Legal Talk Network. Nothing said in this podcast is legal advice for you.